0: you are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: and you are indeed locked on magic today is february 7th 2018 my name is phil Reich. i'm the expert and site editor over at orlando magic daily Dot com. Happy to be with you here. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore omd A busy show on the, sh- on the show today. That, that was a little redundant. But the Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers in a come-from-behind dramatic victory. Not dramatic, but dramatic in that it was a come-from-behind victory in a game that the Magic looked like they were going to lose. And they played... Just incredible in the second half to upend the Cavaliers. Another big win. Their first win streak since November. Yes, we've got consecutive wins. I hope you finished your victory pizza because you can get another one tomorrow uh, from Papa John's if if you so choose. Um, We'll talk all about that game plus how the Magic and specifically Jonathan Simmons have recovered at this stage of the season. But before we do that, of course, I want to remind everyone that you can check out the great podcast on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. It is NBA trade deadline season, and I know the best place to go to get a perspective on all the teams is on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. You want to learn about the NBA from a global perspective. Locked On NBA is the place to go. You want to learn about what specific teams are going to be doing. What do New York Knicks fans think about this rumor going around that that Scott Perry wants to is, is thinking about acquiring Alfred Payton. They'll probably talk more about Kristaps Porzingis' uh, torn ACL because I think that's probably a bigger deal. But Locked On Knicks is the place to go. And just like there's a podcast for the Knicks or the Magic or whoever, there's a daily podcast for every single NBA team. So be sure to check that out. You can find that on iTunes by searching for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Definitely highly suggest it. If you're looking to learn a little bit more about a future Magic opponent, a big event going on in the NBA, you get the local perspective with the detail that you expect from Locked on Magic for for the other teams in the league. So definitely go and check that out. Let's dive right into this game. It looked like the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to run away with this one. They were up 21 in the second quarter. Orlando trailed 43-31 to after the first quarter. LeBron James was doing whatever he wanted, making shots over the best efforts of Mario Azonia or whoever was guarding him. JR Smith made four three pointers in the first half. It looked like a route was going to happen because this is the Orlando Magic, the second worst team in the league by record, and a team that just struggles to build momentum and, and couldn't quite figure out how to break down Cleveland's defense. Cleveland was switching really effectively, and Dave Orlando fits. They weren't able to break anyone down one-on-one. They weren't able to get the matchups they wanted. They weren't able to keep the ball moving or figure things out. It, it, it had the recipes for a, a, a devastating magic loss, as we have seen time and time again throughout the season. But things changed in the second half, and specifically in the third quarter. Orlando outscored Cleveland 41-22 to in the second quarter. In fact, Jonathan Simmons scored as many points in the third quarter As the Cavaliers scored in the third quarter, Jonathan Simmons scores 22 of his 34 points in the third quarter. He ended the second half with 29 points, nearly beating the Cavaliers in the second half. Cleveland's problems are well documented if you watch the national media, which I'm sure some of you at least do. They've got the worst defense in the league by defensive rating now, if I'm not mistaken. And they just cannot seem to stop anybody. Orlando took advantage and attacked, 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 attacked. They tightened the screws defensively. They played much better defensively in the second half. Um, They they, they were able to to kind of make LeBron James a shooter without driving. Cleveland missed plenty of three-pointers after making seven in the first half. They made only five of 23 three-pointers in the second half the last one being a banked-in three by Dwayne Wade in the fourth quarter that actually tied the game. But Orlando just kept the foot on the pedal and just obliterated the Cavaliers on the inside for the remainder of the game. It cannot go without saying it over and over and over and over again. The Magic beat up Cleveland in the second half to the tune of 65-31, to 65 to 31 in the second half. Like I said, Jonathan Simmons scored 29 points in the second half. Cleveland only had 31. It was just play after play after play that Cleveland could not stop. Orlando in the third quarter, and I did not make a big enough deal about this in my various recaps of the game. Orlando in the third quarter shot 14 of 20 from the field. 10 of 12 from the foul line, including Simmons getting 7 of 8. Get 22 points in the third quarter from Jonathan Simmons. He finished 34 points on the game. Orlando was beating Cleveland to every loose ball. There was a play in the third in the fourth quarter, I believe, where Evan Fournier tripped on Ken Birch as he was receiving a pass. He still managed to dig out the pass, get it to DJ Augustin, and then Augustin set up a pick and roll that got him switched on to Tristan Thompson. And he took Thompson straight to the basket and scored. That was the kind of play that energized the crowd and was the kind of energy play that the Magic had missed. After that three by Dwayne Wade that tied the game, Orlando went on a 16 to nothing run to put the game away. Orlando went from down 21 to up 18 in the fourth quarter. And they won this game running away, 116-98. Again, they just absolutely destroyed the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second half. It was a complete teardown. Orlando was the better team than the third best team in the Eastern Conference and the three-time defending Eastern Conference champions. In the second half, Orlando shot 23 for 40, 57.5%, got to the line 19 times, 19 free throws, 16 for 19, nine offensive rebounds, 3-for-10 shooting from beyond the arc. They didn't even use the three-pointer in this game. There were times... Jonathan Simmons was so dialed in in this game. There were times when he passed up an open three, waited for the defense to come at him, and just blew right by them to the basket. And no one stepped up in the paint to stop him. He had several dunks that weren't in transition. Orlando had plenty of transition opportunities too. In the second half alone... Orlando scores 36 points in the paint. They only had two fast-break points, which seems a little bit low, but 14 second-chance points off their nine offensive rebounds. The Magic were just dominating the game. And as poor as Orlando looked defensively in the first half, they looked that much dialed in in the second half. And they played a significantly better game.
0: You know, we, we tightened the screws a little bit on the defensive end, you know, and that allowed us to you know, get out on the break. And, you know, we were very effective running on these guys and then uh, in the half court just not settling, you know, just being in attack mode, attacking the rim. We knew we'd score at the, at the rim or in the paint, you know, if we were patient enough. And, uh, you know, obviously Jonathan Simmons was, was spectacular in that quarter. Magic coach Frank Vogel talking about what changed
1: in the second half. And again, the defense was spectacular, giving up just 31 points, including just nine points in the fourth quarter. You could kind of feel this depression fall on the Cavaliers, something that's happened to the Magic numerous times when they've had games like this where they give up a big lead and you could just kind of feel this, oh no, here we go again. Except this time it was the Magic playing with that confidence and playing with that fire and playing with that swagger, for lack of a better term to go out and defeat the Cavaliers like they did. It was, again, a dominant, dominant victory in a game that was uh, record-setting in, in many ways, of course. It was the sixth-largest comeback in Magic history, a 21-point comeback. Um, Jonathan Simmons scored a career high in points with 34, uh, but his 22 points were the most points scored in a single quarter since Tracy McGrady's 62-point game in 2003. and 2003, uh. That's, that's that's pretty good company. And Simmons, of course, a, a huge McGrady fan from his days with Houston. Um, the Magic record, by the way, is 25, scored by McGrady, of course. Um, it, again, it, you don't see performances like this very often. You Certainly not from this Magic team with the way that they've played all year. And Orlando, I thought... This was probably one of their best best wins of the year. Uh, no other way to say it. You, you don't come back from 21 points if you don't play well on both ends. And the Magic played extraordinarily well on both ends of the floor to make this comeback happen and really take it to the Cavaliers. You could just feel the energy coming off of Jonathan Simmons throughout that third quarter. He was feeling it. He knew he was feeling it. He described it as having tunnel vision. like He just knew what he had to do, and he just did it. And especially since he was playing on a sprained ankle, it was that much more impressive. And obviously, a big moment for a Magic team that is trying to find some purpose for the rest of the year and is is trying to find themselves once again.
0: Uh, no, we've matched up pretty well with them so far this year. Uh, we felt like we let, let two games get away. Uh, the first time we played, uh, what, the time we played Murray, then we went back and lost on the last second. Uh, we just never got to keep playing and we're starting to trust each other. And I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing, making the extra pass and it's starting to turn out.
1: That's Magic guard Shelvin Mack talking about the game. He added also in there, uh, not, not in that quote, but, but earlier, in that, earlier in his soundbite, uh, he, he added that earlier in the year, the Magic might have let that 21-point deficit turn into a 40-point deficit. And right now, the team is playing with a lot more fight and, as he mentioned, a lot more trust. And that's what we'll talk about the rest of this show. But I want to get into the final stats, and before I do, of course, I want to say a quick word from our friends over at Draft. It's fantasy basketball in a completely different way. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real-life snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league, but it's a daily fantasy league. It's a lot of fun. Trust me on it. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set your lineup, and you forget it. Once you've done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? You play for cold, hard cash. Real money. I've seen it. Well, not really because it's digital, but, 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 but there's money. Drafts start from just $1, so there is a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code L O Magic. That's L O Magic. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LOMAGIC on your first deposit on draft, and I will see you all in the draft rooms.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Let's run through those final stats real fast. Again, Jonathan Simmons leads the way with a career-high 34 points, including 22 In the third quarter alone, he shoots 12 for 17 from the floor, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc, 8 for 9 from the foul line, 7 rebounds, 2 assists for Simmons. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Jonathan Simmons in a moment, but he's playing some very good basketball of late, last 10 games. He's upped his average to around 14 points per game, really starting to resemble the player that he looked like at the beginning of the season. He's kind of found what I I described last week as his second wind. Um, he's he's already surpassed the the amount the, the minutes that he played all of last season. Uh, I think he's gonna end. He's probably gonna end up playing more minutes this season than he has um, in, in his entire career beforehand. And and he even admitted when he was asked about it that yeah he has to learn how to take care of his body a little bit a little bit differently because he's playing so many more minutes. But that's the kind of responsibility that he wanted to take on. And in this game, the magic found him with the favorable matchups, and let him go. They ran the same pick-and-roll play over and over and over again, and he kept making the right play and the right decision and finishing at the basket. Simmons is obviously still a developing shooter. He's a very streaky three-point shooter right now. He's shooting the ball pretty well. But what's been really impressive is that he he kind of plays within himself a lot of times. And when he's able to get to the basket, when he's able to finish near the basket, uh, he is really strong. And, And like I said earlier... There were a few moments in this game where Simmons had an open three-pointer, and instead of taking that three-pointer for whatever reason he wasn't comfortable, he attacked off the line as the closeout was coming and beat the the man to the basket. Got to the basket. Again, Cleveland's rotations and help defense are just a mess. And so once you beat that initial wave, it's easy to get easy baskets, And, and Cleveland just could not stop him throughout the game. He kept attacking. Kept getting to the line, kept getting easy ba- easy buckets, was able to put himself in position for offensive rebounds, too. Had a couple of nice putbacks late, and the Cavaliers just had no answer. Again, he scores 29 points in the second half, 29 of his 34 points. He was as dominant as they come. A fantastic game from Jonathan Simmons. Again, probably the best of his career. Played some great defense. I mean, he probably wouldn't say that because he, he considers the playoffs much more meaningful. Uh, but... It's just a great game from Simmons overall. Uh, you can't say much more about him. I gave him an A in my grades; deserved it, absolutely deserved it. Evan Fournier with 19 points, seven for 13 shooting, one for six from beyond the arc, four for nine from the foul line, six rebounds, three assists for Evan Fournier. It's just a solid game from Evan. Uh, you know, when he's not hitting threes, it's definitely noticeable. And 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 he found other ways to attack. And and I think what was really impressive was as Simmons was rolling. Evan was happy to just be the floor spacer. Didn't really do a whole lot more than, than space the floor in those moments. And even though he wasn't making three-pointers, obviously the teams have to respect him. Thought he did a respectable job when he got switched on to LeBron James. Just a just a kind of solid game from Evan. He got his points in, kind of filling in gaps for this team. So, a solid effort all around for Evan Fournier. Bismack Biombo, 11 points, 4-for-7 shooting Um Eight rebounds. Thought he got beat a few times on, on rebounds, but obviously not the biggest deal in the world. Um, Alfred Payton, ten points, five for eight shooting, eight assists. Alfred put in the numbers. Did some good jobs. Get did, did a good job getting the magic out in transition. Um, but at the same time, you know, gets lost. Still gets lost a little bit defensively. There's a reason he didn't close the game. It's because DJ Augustin was playing really, really well. Uh, and and there is a little bit, I think, of a trust that, that Augustin's going to finish games better than Peyton sometimes. If Augustin has it rolling, Peyton's not coming back in. Um, I think that's become a reality for this team, so something to keep an eye on there. Not that Peyton played poorly did p- poorly on, on Tuesday night, played fine, but definitely uh, needed a little bit more from him, I think, intangibly. Mario Zonia, 10 points, 4-for-9 shooting, 2-for-5 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds. Solid game for Mario. I'm, I'm not going to say he played poorly. I don't think he did. Um, I thought he did the best he could on LeBron James early on. Um, you know, he's getting better defensively. Uh, that, that's that been a big thing for him overall. the the Kind of the last big sticking point for him because he's shooting the ball so much better. If he's playing better defense, he is a much more valuable player. Um, but sol- uh, just a solid game. Not a runaway game, but a solid game for him. Kem Birch off the bench, 8 points, 4 for 5 shooting, 5 rebounds. Um, like Biombo, got beat a few times on rebounds, but I like Birch's aggressiveness on the glass. I think he attacks rebounds a lot better than anyone else on the roster. Um, he's really good working around the basket. Um, you know, this is the Kem Birch we expected. He played some great defense, got switched on to LeBron James a few times. Held his own. I mean, this is this, this is an NBA rookie, a center at that, holding his own against LeBron James. Um, so I thought he did a really, really good job and, and really... Deserves mention off the bench. G.J. Augustin, 8 points for him. Shelvin Mack, 4 points. Maurice Spate, 7. Um, just a solid overall game. Again, Jonathan Simmons, really the story here with 34 points, 29 in the second half again. For the Cav- uh, Orlando shoots 52.9% from the floor, just 6 for 22 from beyond the arc, 18 for 27 from the foul line. Get 12 offensive rebounds. Turn the ball over 14 times, the only real blemish on the game. But Orlando... Stuck with it offensively and picked up a huge win, 116-98. to For Cleveland, LeBron James leads the way with 25 points, 10 for 17 shooting, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, but 6 turnovers. They came at big moments. Cleveland turns the ball over 14 times as well, but Orlando converts it into 21 points. Big, big swing there for the Magic as they were able to turn Cleveland's mistakes into baskets, really run it right back at them again. Orlando didn't have a ton of fast-break points, 7 fast-break points, but they kept the pace where they wanted it and got the mismatches that they wanted as Cleveland could not figure them out defensively. Isaiah Thomas, 11 points, 3 for 13 shooting. Uh, J.R. Smith, 12 points, 4 for 6 from beyond the arc. Didn't score in the second half. Um, Tristan Thompson, 12 points, 9 rebounds, including 5 offensive rebounds, 6 for 9 shooting. Was really active uh, around the basket. Gave the Magic a lot of problems there. Jeff Green, 12 points. Dwayne Wade, 11 points, but Cleveland shoots just 42.9% from the floor. 12 for 37, they were 7 for 14 at halftime, so just 5 for 23 in the second half uh, from beyond the arc, uh, and Cleveland eventually falls, giving up 70 points in the paint to the Magic. Just did a poor job driving at the basket, and up 21, Cleveland kind of hit coast mode, and Orlando kept coming at him, and Cleveland could not turn the switch back on. LeBron just did not assert himself the way that you want to see LeBron assert himself. Maybe the way that LeBron doesn't want to quite assert himself yet, doesn't want to get into that extra gear. Uh, and so the Magic took advantage and won the game again. The final score: the Orlando Magic 116, Cleveland Cavaliers 98. They steal the victory coming from behind by 21 points to uh, to get their fifth win in 10 games and their first win streak since November 10th, November 8th and 10th. Um, way back when, when things seemed so bright and the Magic were eight and four.
0: part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and you know uh, these last 10
1: games or so Orlando's won five of their last 10 games so they're five and five if you look at the last 10 games mark their net rating is way up they they look like a functioning team again they look like a team that um is playing some really good basketball and 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 maybe be you know a stretch the stretch where they do and you know um and, and all that and and it's hard to really pinpoint what's changed. Um, yes, the offense is playing a lot better. I mean, it's obviously to pinpoint those base those basic things uh, where the offense is playing a lot better. Um, you know, they're still not whole. They've still got a lot of injuries that they're dealing with. But the Magic have hit a nice little groove. And it's hard to say exactly why. Shelvin Mack, though, hinted at it uh, in in that clip that I played that the Magic are, are really trusting each other a lot more in, in a way that they haven't in some time. And, and that was something that Jonathan Simmons picked up on as well as he discussed this game.
0: Just guys working harder and actually believing in each other. Uh, I think that's kind of we just had a disbelief in each other in the middle of the season. But I think that's getting bad guys are being more likable and we can only get better
1: that there is really a huge statement from Jonathan Simmons and something that, again, Shelvin Mack hinted at as well, that the team is really now rebuilding a lot of the trust that, that, that they may have lost earlier in the year. They're now playing the way they always ought to have been playing, where they're moving the ball, they're, they're, as Frank Vogel puts it, trusting the pass. And the way Simmons played in that third quarter is a perfect example where there was a matchup the Magic constantly took advantage of and they kept feeding him the ball and they kept giving him that trust to say we believe you're going to, to, to be the guy for us tonight. You're going to carry us to the finish line. And when that cooled off Simmons moved on to the next player He didn't keep trying to force the play or or do anything abnormal. The Magic kept the ball moving, and the confidence spread and spread and spread and spread. Everyone got their turn in Tuesday's win. Simmons, obviously, to a much bigger extent. But everyone was playing for each other. And really, you can see that trust on the defensive end. The Magic are still not a good defensive team. Let's, let's be perfectly clear. They had a good defensive game Tuesday. But even in their last 10 games, the defense has been a struggle. But Tuesday, not only were the Magic moving the ball well on the offensive end, 27 assists. The Magic were playing together defensively really, really well. They switched pretty seamlessly especially on LeBron James. They were just switching everything on LeBron James to try and keep him on the perimeter. But when they did get beat, someone was there to step up. Someone was there to rotate over. Someone was there to chase a guy off the three-point line. Cleveland missed a lot of open threes in that second half. They missed a lot of opportunities. And that's because so few of them were completely clean. They got open shots. Orlando's defense did get warped and, and and thrown out. But they still made Cleveland think. Orlando totaled eight blocks in the game, and something else that didn't get mentioned very much. Alfred Payton had two. Bismack Biombo had two. Jonathan Simmons added one. Maurice Spates, Shelvin Mack, Ken Birch each had a block. Orlando was constantly around the ball and knew that someone else would cover them. Again, it was far from perfect. They gave up plenty of open threes. There were plenty of miscommunications. There are still some missed box outs. There's still plenty to correct. But Orlando was able to to really work together in a way that, that they haven't always done this year. And now... That togetherness has seemingly become much more consistent. And whether you want to believe it or not, and and some players don't quite believe it yet, but there are positive signs that the Magic are building something that feels a little more permanent.
0: It's just confidence building for all of us and just humbling of what we can do with each other and the, the, the... The way we just play, I mean, it's just confidence building. It should be humbling to every guy in the locker room.
1: For the longest time, we've asked and waited to say, okay, how are the Magic going to build off this victory? How are they going to make this happen again? The Magic finally made it happen again. And, and, and really, in these last 10 games, they've made it happen again and again and again. Not consecutively until Tuesday night, but they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. Statistically, they're playing some very good basketball. And so that trust and that confidence has built up again. And it is really most seen in Jonathan Simmons. As I mentioned, he was looking kind of for his second wind as he's played more minutes than he's ever played before and and given more responsibility than he's ever been given. His body has not always responded particularly well. And, And, of course, he played Tuesday... After spraining his ankle Monday, he was a game-time decision, and it was very close to him not playing. If he doesn't play the Magic, don't win this game. So, in his last 10 games, Simmons is averaging 14.3 points per game, his season average is 14.1, and shooting 54.1% from the floor and 41.4% from beyond the arc. To me, that is a sign that Simmons is aggressive again, is finding his rhythm and, and taking smart shots. He's playing within himself and within the offense. And that obviously makes the Magic significantly better. Of course, the Magic are still extremely shorthanded, so they need all hands on deck. They need someone like Simmons to step up to the plate the way that he has. And so the Magic are getting exactly what they need from Jonathan Simmons right now. And Tuesday, they needed him to take over. And take over, he did. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your your podcast-enabled listening device. Just search for Locked On Magic. You can subs- you can follow the podcast on Twitter at locked on magic as well as like us on Facebook at locked on magic you can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore O M D. and of course for the latest on the Orlando magic be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com I'll have my Orlando magic trade value column up tomorrow or today Wednesday ahead of Thursday's trade deadline we'll talk all about that and much more the latest rumors as we head into the trade deadline on Thursday plenty to get to. On that front. You can of course, so be sure to follow Orlando Magic Daily and of course at Daily on Twitter. Once again, the final score, the Orlando Magic 116, the Cleveland Cavaliers 98 coming from behind as much as 21 points in the second quarter to defeat the Cavaliers and win by 18. An impressive victory for the Magic, their first winning streak since November We'll have plenty more to talk about on tomorrow's episode as we get into the trade deadline. Preview what's to come Thursday. We'll have a complete recap of the trade deadline. What does happen, what doesn't happen on, on Friday's show. So be sure to check that out. That may come a little bit later, but we'll, we'll see about that. But for now, for Orlando Magic and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
0: You are locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.